If you're looking for a cool hunting and fishing book series for a young reader, we found it. It's the award-winning book series called Lucky Luke's Hunting Adventures by author Kevin Lovegreen. These books are based on true adventures and are sure to captivate even the most reluctant readers. I mean, what outdoor-loving kid doesn't want to read about hunting and fishing? And they are AR-rated so your kids will get credit for them at school. These books are perfect for kids in kindergarten to sixth grade. You can check them out at kevinlovegreen.com. Trust me, your kids will thank you. On a personal note, we have this series and we absolutely love them. My boys Ransom and Valor eat these books up and I think your kids will love them too. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to a special edition of the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. Today, I'm going to enter into discussion about race, racism, racial reconciliation, and everything that's swirling around right now with the horrific death of George Floyd and then the ensuing protests and riots after that. To talk about this, I really need the Lord's help, and I'm going to ask him to give it and trust that he's going to give it. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your grace and your kindness to us. I pray that you would help me to be biblical in this discussion, and I pray that brothers and sisters in Christ of every color could unite around the Word of God And help us all to be good listeners to each other. And most importantly, more than even listening to each other, help us to listen to you. Because you speak to this and you speak to these issues authoritatively in your word. So help us be united around the truth and united around the person and work of Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Okay, here's what I want to do. I want to start with some big agreements that we can all agree on in the body of Christ. No matter who we are or where we are around the globe, there are some really big things that unite us in the scriptures. After that, I'll get into the things that we disagree on. But to begin with, I just want to give a disclaimer here if you don't know. I'm white. I'm born and raised in southern Illinois, and I'm I'm a white guy. And I don't come to this discussion based on any experiences that I have or any lack of experiences that I have in these issues that are facing us in this day. What I had to offer today is the Word of God. Preachers can speak authoritatively on any issue in our world because we know the God who made this world. We know that this is His world, and we know through His Word we can rightly see what things are going on in this world. And so I come to you with the authority of the Word of God. Preachers are not preachers of their own opinions. Preachers are ministers of the Word. And so the question we have in front of us when we're, we're assessing everything that's going on and when we're lamenting and crying out for mercy and, and justice, we have to say, what is, we, have to, we have to ask and answer through the word of God. What does God have to say about this? And God has to say some really amazing things, okay? So let's start first with the big agreements that we all have together with this issue, okay? Number one, racism is evil. Can all Christians agree that racism is evil? I think so. What I mean by racism? Well, first, every single person that's a part of humanity, of mankind, is created in the image of God. No matter what color the pigment of our skin, we are all created in the image of God. The only creature in all of creation that's made in God's image, that has the image of God stamped on us, is mankind. And so we are all image bearers of God, no matter what color we are. And so any 
color of pigment within the human race that thinks that they are better than any other ethnicity or color within the human race is evil. They don't understand that we're all created in the image of God. And to say otherwise is just misguided and wrong. So big agreement here. Racism in all of its forms is evil. Number two thing that we can agree on. The murder of George George Floyd was horrific. It was absolutely terrible. If you watch that video and didn't weep or just cringe through the whole thing and just feel so sorry about the situation and so anger, ang- like angry, then there's something wrong with you. I mean, you, if you can't watch that and not be angry, then there's something profoundly wrong. The murder of George Floyd was horrific. And Derek Chauvin, or however you pronounce his last name, he should be put behind bars. And more than that, according to the scriptures, a man who takes another man's life should be executed. He deserves the death penalty, and the state should put him to death. And so we can all agree that that murder was horrific. Now, we don't necessarily know the motive behind that. We've The narrative has been jump immediately to race and racism, but there was an African-American cop with him and an Asian cop with him. And so if it was motivated by race, then there are others in that party of policemen that were complicit with racism and murder as well. So we don't necessarily know the motive, but what we do all agree on is that it was horrific and it was murder. We all watched it. It was terrible. And so that man should be tried for murder and he should get the death penalty and every single cop there, they should get either the death penalty or life in prison. So we can all agree that the murder of George Floyd was horrific. And not only that, we can lament that. And it was on video. My goodness, it was just terrible. And the third big thing we can agree on is the cross of Christ unites people. People of all different color, the cross of Christ unites people. Here's what Ephesians chapter 2 says. Remember, speaking of Jew and Gentile, and Jew and Gentile was a massive chasm, okay? When we talk about different races and colors of the human race being brought together, we've got to think about Jesus unites even Jew and Gentile, and that is applicable across the board with any ethnicity and any color of skin. So let's look at it together. Ephesians chapter 2, speaking of Jew and Gentile, Therefore, remember at one time you Gentiles in the flesh, flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who are once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace. He, Jesus, he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off and peace to those who are near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. Here's what we can all agree on. Jesus Christ has made in himself one new man in the place of two. He has killed the hostility. He has reconciled us both to God in one body through the cross of Christ and has tore down the dividing wall of hostility. Jesus did this. In Christ, we are united. We both needed saviors, black and white, Asian, red and yellow, black and white. We have all been reconciled for those who are in Christ in the exact same way. 
We have all been forgiven of our sins in the exact same way. We had all been in rebellion against God, lawless people rebelling against his law and following the ways of the devil, and Jesus redeemed us. He tore down that dividing wall of hostility. We are brothers and sisters in Christ, and we have brothers and sisters in Christ all over the world. But Ephesians isn't it. Revelation chapter 5 tells us this, Worthy are you, speaking of Jesus, to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom of priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Jesus, here's a particular redemption verse for you, Jesus has united people through his blood. He purchased a people for God, and we are a kingdom and priests to our God, and we will reign on the earth because of what Christ has done. Friends, racial reconciliation has happened. It happened at the cross. This is what Jesus did. We are reconciled. We are family. We owe each other nothing. But grace, we we give each other grace. We are blood-bought brothers and sisters. And his blood runs thicker than water. The blood of Christ unites people of all different colors and of all different nationalities. We're family. We're the family of God. And when we're in a room together, let's just say that we're in an ethnically diverse room from people all over the globe. When we're singing about the cross of Christ, how united is that room? We are singing about our faithful big brother Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He has saved us. And so, friends, we owe each other nothing but love. We love one another. The dividing wall of hostility has been broken down by Jesus, and he has purchased people from every tribe and tongue. So, there are big, th- just three big things that we can agree on. We all agree with what I just said. Hopefully, I mean, that's just the basics of the Christian faith that I just walked through. I mean, it's, it's simple. We should easily be able to agree with that. And so we're united in Christ. We're brothers and sisters. So now we have all these agreements that we started off with. And now, in love, we're going to move into some things that we disagree with. Now remember, if all those things are true that I just said, then we should be on safe ground to be able to look at each other eye to eye because of the work of Christ and have rational discussion both ways. Black to white, white to black. I mean, across the globe, we should be able to have discussions about social order, about racism and, and systemic racism and all the things that are happening right now. We should be able to talk about this because we're on a level playing ground here at the feet of Jesus. And so we can talk to each other as brothers and sisters. Jesus has done that for us. But now we get into these disagreements, okay? And some of the words I've already mentioned, but let me just uh, throw them out there for you. Systemic racism, white privilege, white fragility, power and oppression, and this idea that systems have held black people in bondage and systems are to blame for the injustices of our day. And we see this with George Floyd and we see it across the board. I mean, you guys have seen the discussion. And these are the realms that that people are disagreeing on, okay? How do we address the problem? How do we take this reconciliation and make it public and make public order be united and free of oppression? And so just a few questions that I have that come to the surface, okay? Um, What are the current problems we have with the current system? What are the issues? And we know that the Black Lives Matters movement, the NAACP and different people have come out and said now that yesterday was this blackout Tuesday, now here's what you can do next and all this stuff, okay? But here's the deal. There are, with police brutality, for instance, there are already laws in place against police brutality. And yet, 
What happened to George Floyd happened to George Floyd, even though there was a law against, there are laws against police brutality. There are laws against murder. But here's the issue. Even though there was a system in place to stop police brutality, police brutality still happened. And the question I have, and I think the question everybody should have is why? Why does that still happen? And here's the answer. Because of lawlessness. Because of sin. Let's just say, for instance, that Black Lives Matter got exactly the system, the, the power and structure system that they wanted to be in place. And it was exactly the way they wanted it across the board in our society. You know what would still happen? Police brutality. There would still be lawlessness and evil. Why? Because the biblical anthropology that Christians should all share, that we should all have. Here's the difficulty that I see, and Christians are dabbling in this. Non-Christians who walk with a secular worldview have a different answer to cultural issues and to racial issues, racism issues, and power and structure. And all these language, this language, by the way, is unapologetically Marxist language, where we, we boil down social ills to power into systems, into oppression, and who's oppressing the majority oppresses the minority, and all these sort of things, okay? And by the way, in America, 73% of the American population is white, and 13% or so is black. And so some of the disparities that we see are due to population differences. And, and we have to be able to see that there are some natural reasons to some of the, the issues that we face. But the primary issue is lawlessness. But the thing is, the world approaches these problems differently than Christians should. The world develops from their anthropology material answers, godless answers, and builds structures from a godless structure and says, here, here is the answer to social ills. And it's external. And it has to do with government or it has to do with, and it has to do with government. It's like, how do we get the right systems in place? But the Christian worldview is different. The Christian worldview understands that the problem is lawlessness. And we can look at our society. We have law. We have order. We have things in place that say that what Derek Chavon did to George Floyd is wrong and he should be prosecuted. That's evil. There are laws in place. The problem was lawlessness. And then with the protests, both the, the peaceful protests, that's a, that's a really good thing. Now, we can discuss the matters and motives of those peaceful protests um, as brothers and sisters in Christ and ask some big and hard questions. But the rioting... We can say that the writing is the exact same problem. Lawlessness. It's all lawlessness. There are laws against looting and stealing. That's lawlessness. Destroying people's property. Stealing other people's property. It's the exact same issue. Lawlessness. So what do we do with that? Okay, what do we do when we have this narrative? And Christians, I want to plead with you. Don't buy into Marxist ideas and this idea of power and the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Don't buy in to the big answers that they give. Okay, evil, racism's evil. We've all already agreed with that. But non-Christian solutions are not the answer that the world needs. The world needs repentance. The problem's lawlessness, and so the answer is repenting from lawlessness and turning to Jesus. Because in Jesus, we've already seen we have reconciliation. That's the answer. Reconciliation in Christ that's, that's the starting point that we have to have as Christians. We all need to come to Jesus. And this nation is a in a huge come to Jesus moment across the board. Come and repent, trust in Christ, and be reconciled. Because he is the one who reconciles us. I don't have to bring reconciliation to this world because that's what Jesus does. 
And so I have brothers and sisters of all colors and black people have brothers and sisters of all colors and Asian people have brothers and sisters of all colors because we're united in Christ. That is the answer, the cross of Christ. External systems don't solve internal rebellion. And so we know that systems and structures are not the answer. Jesus is. Sinners are going to sin. As one person posted in a, on something I post, re, posted recently online, wretch is going to wretch. That's what's going to happen. So what's the answer? Friends, the answer of G, is Jesus. Repent of your sins across the board and come to Jesus. And let's not build again dividing walls of hostility. Let's not be, if you're white, my goodness, don't be a racist. That's horrific. Like, rip, see the work that Jesus did. And if you're black, don't blame white people that are your brothers and sisters in Christ, because we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Let's not build up dividing walls that Christ has already torn down. And let's not put our hope in systems. There are laws in place, and people still break them. And if Black Lives Matter gets everything that they want, the problems would still persist. So let's please come to Jesus together. In him, we have unity. In him, the dividing wall of hostility is broken down. In him, we have peace with one another. Jesus is the answer, friends. Let's turn to him. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.